Hi, I am Tsingan, and this is the Parents in Tech podcast. This month, we have a special collaboration series with Sleek, a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs to start and grow their businesses in Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore, and the UK. I speak to four parents in Sleek to find out how they create work-life integration and balance their career ambitions with family aspirations. In this episode, I speak with Aisha, Head of People and Culture at Sleek. Aisha is a proud mom of two teenage kids who keep her young at heart, age 19 and 15. Hey Aisha, welcome to the Parents in Tech show. Super excited to have you on here today. And to begin with, could you tell us a bit more about your family? Hi, Jinan. It's my pleasure to meet you. I was really looking forward to this chat. My name is Aisha. I'm happily married for 24 years. And I've been blessed with two kids, a boy and a girl. They are teenagers now. My boy is 19. His name is Erifan. And my girl is 15. And her name's Dania. So I spend a lot of time with my kids. I think they keep me young at heart. We talk about all the teenage stuff, the fun stuff. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, we're going to go into your family in a short bit. But first, could you then also introduce yourself on the work side of things? Of course. Very happy to. So I am the head of people and culture at Sleek. And I'm one of the fortunate ones because I have been with Sleek right from the start when we were about 10 months old. So I joined Sleek in 2019 and have seen the company grow from 13 people when I joined to 300 over people today. So I'm a proud Sleeker. I enjoy my work. I work with a great team of people. And yes, so that's a little bit about my journey at Sleek. And I understand that you also came from a non-tech background or rather perhaps your previous experiences were not in tech, right? So what led to you joining the tech industry and in particular at that point, early stage fledgling startups? Okay, that's a very good question. And you could get make yourself comfortable, Chin An, because I'm going to tell you a story. And the beauty of this story is that I get to live the story every other day because sometimes when I'm interviewing candidates and they ask me a similar question, and this is what I share with yep. them. So um, prior to joining Sleek, I was actually a stay-home mom for six years. And before that, I was actually in more established companies. Like wow, I was okay. working in ACRA, the Accounting and Regulatory Board. And so my past companies, the companies that I've worked for have always been the bigger ones, like you know, MNCs and the very structured ones, right? So where everything is in place, like processes, and all I need to do is just go to work, enjoy the benefits, do my job, and come back home, right? And they've, they've, they are quite established and so they have all the family-friendly benefits as well. So um, as I was just starting my career in Accra, that's when I actually got married and, you know, I had my kids. So I had both my kids when I was in Accra and it was really, really a fun environment. And when I wanted to leave, I was actually told that I'm making one of the biggest mistakes in my life because, you know, like some say that, you know, having a job in the civil service is like having an iron rice bowl, right? So, are you sure you're going to do that, Aisha? Are you sure, you know? And I was pretty sure because ha having worked 10 years there I really wanted to change and you know my family was sad you know and all and this time I thought okay it's gonna be about me what do I want to do in my life I was in my early 30s then so I had a switch in aircraft so from the, uh, doing customer facing role I went into an internal HR role and I enjoyed it 
right? But it was more transactional. And I wanted to know what is HR really going to be like for me. So then I left under the special graduate scheme. So I got a little bit of payout for working 10 years in the company. And with that money, I actually went to further my studies. I took a diploma in HR management. And then so the next couple of years, I was just doing my studies. And then I went to work on an, with an MNC, which is a very, not really a HR role, but it was still a little bit of more administrative, right? Supervisory position, managing the frontline uh, front team. And then I was not so fortunate with getting a good helper, a real reliable helper, I would say. And my girl was then very young. So I had to make the decision, a very, very hard decision because it's one of the best places that I worked for. My manager was great. You know, my teammates were great. And I had to make that, that difficult situation. And that affected me quite a bit, actually. So the six years that I was staying home, the first year I was a monster. <laughs> and, and you know, like little things the kids did, I didn't know how to react and how to get through it, right? And then things naturally flew, uh, I mean, uh, naturally grew. And then what I did was, yeah, so, so I was just enjoying my journey as a stay-at-home mom, six years. So what happened was in 2018, right, on March 6th, I remember this very day. It was my friend's birthday, so I met her for breakfast. And then she said, oh, I'm going to interview at this company with two Frenchmen, uh, you know, as, as the founders. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then she said, oh, you know, I'm going to uh, work in this, uh, in this team, you know, I'm interviewing for this role. And I was I told her, you got all the birthday life. I'm sure you're going to get the role. And then I told her, you know what? Hey, my boy is going to take his four levels the next year. And my girl is going to do her PSL next year. And they were coming home quite late. And all I did was talk to the fridge, talk to the people. I mean, not literally, but at home, I was like really, really bored, you know, just waiting for them after getting all my stuff done for the day. And I told her, I think that maybe I'm really ready to go out to work. Right. But I don't want a job that gives me too much of responsibilities. I just want to go home to work at eight, come back, come back home at five, and then just spend the time with my family. So if you come across any administrative position or receptionist or even opening door for clients, just let me know. And funny enough, two weeks later, she contacted me and said, you know, and asked, hey, Aisha, were you for real when you said that? I said, yes, of course. And then she said, oh, Julian, the CEO just asked me if I knew anyone, you know, who would want to take on this administrative role. It's just like opening up mails, scanning them, opening the door for clients, answering calls. And I said, yeah, I would just, you know, give it a try. Why not? And so I went to the interview. I sent my CV to Julian on a Saturday. We met on the Monday and I was on my work desk on Wednesday. Wow, that is an incredible <laughs> yes. story. Okay, there's a lot to unpack right. over there, Aisha. So I want to unpack at two critical decision points. I know it's a while ago, but mm -hmm. first, tell me a bit more about that decision to leave the workforce. I'm sure that was a challenging one, right? Because you're used to certain things you want to do in your career. You're used to a certain lifestyle, but that decision to step down and be there for your children Talk to me a bit more about what went through your mind at that stage. Okay. I think, first of all, it was just boredom. I'm, I'm someone who likes change, right? Even at home, right, Jinan? My husband sometimes doesn't know if he entered the right home because I like to change my you know, furniture, move my furniture, you know, and, and that. So luckily I live in a HDB flat. It was for the big bungalow, then I don't know what to say. But I really like change. I like to see things in a different way, you know, and all that. So when I worked in Accra like 30 years and at 30, I had my goal right so now you know my age <laughs> so yeah when I was 10 years and then I just saw some of my friends doing different things and excelling 
in their lives, right? That you could further their studies and all. So just to share a little bit more with you, I got married at a very young age, so at 21. And I didn't really get much to really work on myself, right? And, and upgrade at that time because I come from a tra- traditional Indian family. And all they say is, okay, you've done you know, enough of studies, do this, do that, get married, go find a job, you know, the very typical mindset. But I was a little bit different. And my number one fan and supporter is my husband. So he told me, look, you know what? You have, you're great you, at, at what you're doing already. I think you've done so much. You know, you're, you've really reached, I think, at your optimum level for, for what you're doing right now. I think it's time you really take a step back and think what you really want to do. And since, you know, I, I then had, you know, when my boss said that, okay, why don't you try HR, right? Instead of resigning from the company. And when I tried HR and then said, okay, why not? I study a little bit more what HR is about, you know, and all that. And I think that wanting to be a different person and wanting to learn something new was the thing that actually made me really want to make this bold move to really, you know, step out and make that career change. And I think it was quite difficult because I had a lot of people who were very close to me and who were not supporting me in that decision. You know, like I shared with you, working in a civil sector, having a stable job, and, you know, you had friends in the private sector who was who were uh, changing jobs every, like, two or three years, right? For me, it's like when I join a company, it, want, it must be forever, right? Um, so that's how I am. And so that was something really, really hard that I had to work on. But I had my, my husband with me, supporting me all the way and said, no, it's okay, take your time. Even if you can't find a good company or something that you like, you can really stay home and do what you like and I'm, I'm going to support you. So if not for his support, I think I will not be where I am today. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I think really that that partnership is truly exemplified in that relationship. Now, we talked a bit about your temporary exit Mm -hmm. for the workforce. Now let's talk about the entry. Having not worked for a couple of years and then within a week coming back in, was that something that you were worried? What were some of the worries, the anxieties you had right, of coming back to work uh, after you've been sort of like out of it, so to speak, for a while? Okay, so I must say that, you know, so I'm going to quote you this thing, this incident that happened during the interview uh, with Julian. So when I was speaking to him, I still wanted to be there for my family especially my kids right because I've spent like six long years with them and you know they have always had me during lunch during dinner and you know weekends and all so of course I spoke to them before making this decision and and so I asked Julian if I mean the working hours was nine to six so the first question was can I have a flexible working time right from eight to five because I dropped my girl off at seven ish so is it okay if I started eight and then I'll run home at five to my family and instantly he said yes so that I was quite surprised because to me I mean like now where everything's trending right we want to be the employer of choice and allow flexibility and all that but sleep right from the start when I joined already offered such flexibilities so I was happy that instantly he said yeah sure as long as you are here you're happy and then and the number two was Funny, <laughs> I told him that, um, Julian, I can't start immediately because he wanted me to start like right away. And I said, my wardrobe is full of like home clothes because, you know, I just wear very simple clothes, run to school, ferry the kids here and there. And that's it. I didn't have proper working clothes. So can I have some time to do some shopping and change my wardrobe before I come to work? <laughs> and then he said, no, Aisha, this is a startup. So just come in whatever you're comfortable with. So can you imagine 
the kind of things that was going through in my mind, my wardrobe, and then my kids and stuff, and not really what is awaiting me because I joined the company as an admin executive, right? So I didn't feel that there was so much of responsibilities for me. So that didn't really give me much fear. So I was just like very confident. And Chinan, I must say that the six years that I was staying at home, I wasn't really having like a Thai Thai life. <laughs> What I was doing actually is really trying to sharpen my saw, right? Like I love to listen to like podcasts, like you know, like YouTube videos, like self improvement. I always wanted to improve and be better than who I was the day before. So I think that made me quite readily available. But the struggle only came in about five months later when there was an opportunity for a promotion to be a HR manager. So something that I was really passionate about, like you know, because I studied HR diploma and I really wanted to pursue a career in that. And when Julian gave me the opportunity, I was really over the moon. But of course, then the fear started. You know, first of all, I had to speak to my kids. I had to speak to my husband. Like, is it really? You know, like, should I really go ahead and accept this? Because you know, being a manager means more responsibilities. The working hours may differ, and you know, startup as we were growing, right? I could already see that with such a brilliant product and the services that we're doing for all the entrepreneurs, we would be very successful one day. And if I'm going to grow with this company, is this where I really want to be? And am I going to, you know, the hustle and the grind and all that? Is it something that I really want to sign up for? And I had their support. My kids were like, "Yes, mom, don't worry. Go ahead. We'll do our own laundry. We will do our stuff." But of course, you know, not everything. We still need you by our side and stuff like that. And my husband was very supportive as well. He said, "Go ahead. I will be with you along the way." So without my family support again, and even Julian, right, and my colleagues in the management team, they gave me so much of support. And again, sometimes we talk about the successful people, but I think there's a huge team behind them. Support them and cheering them on, and I think we have to give credit to them. Wow, that is really an incredible story, and this is really very inspiring for the parents, especially the moms out there who might be on a career break, listening to this. Just your transition and that Absolutely. willingness to make the leap. But also the small things like getting your wardrobe. Like I mean, these are the things that do cause a fair bit of stress, surprisingly, and that is not commonly spoken about. And for yourself, Aisha, as as you progress through, and now you hit、uh, the people, the culture, the talent at Sleek. How do you think about creating the same environment for parents like yourself to be successful? At the workplace, yeah. So I think building trust first, right, with the team is very important because when you build trust, you actually know what their actual needs. So that is number one, and for the employees. And I think I've achieved that to have this open communication with the team, and they're usually very transparent about what they want and their needs. And as soon as they open up and share ideas or you know their struggles, I'll just share with you another example. So you know we all went through this COVID phase, right? So I'm not. Sure, if you've、uh, read about our sleek values, simplicity, loyalty, entrepreneurial、uh, excellence, and kindness. So when COVID happened, we were all shaken. We all got a bit of shock, and since we were so united, and then suddenly we are seeing our team members in little squares, right? 
And then I started receiving feedback from some of my colleagues and saying, hey, Aisha, this, this person is not so kind to me anymore. He used to be so kind. And in the office when we were like all, you know, working together. But now I've just observed that it's just become a little bit aloof and, you know, not opening up and all that. So that got me quite worried because I know something is wrong, but how do we address such situations, right? But I was very thankful that, you know, this matter was brought up to me. And then what we did was I told the HR team and also shared with the management team that, okay, we are going to speak to each and every employee and ask them how are they actually coping. So we had a, like a 15-minute call, me and my team member, and we spoke to each and every employee. And the moms had mom issues, dads have dad issues, and the single ones even had issues. They were working from the dining our dining table, working in the studio apartment. And so we had to come up with initiatives like changing our health benefits to flexi health benefits and allowing them to use that uh, benefit to, you know, purchase like work from home setup and maybe buy some gym wear, sports shoes, go out and take a walk, you know, and stuff like that. So I think communicating and having that open relationship with your with your team is really really important as a manager and for moms like me i think some you know they just don't want to show that they're struggling because it's a women thing right like if you have a co-colleague who's like a male and then you don't want to lose out so you just want to perform and you know just show them that no i also can take it you know and then but then they're struggling with it and that's not what we want we want everyone to be happy in the workplace and to be really honest and transparent with us on their daily struggles at home or even with themselves in that context in sleek I'm truly really blessed that you know we have a great team of people who are usually open to sharing such things and and I encourage every mom to do that just be open and transparent with, with yourself and also with those around you your HR your managers and even with your team right just be open with them yeah Wow, that's really incredible. The commitment and the dedication to speak with each one, one-on-one, to really understand them, regardless of whether they're parent or not, and make them feel comfortable, make them feel hurt. I think that in itself, it's quite remarkable. That's right. I, actually, I'm also curious, right? How has being a leader at the workplace helped you to become a better parent and vice versa? I think I was more of a leader at home first than at the workplace, right? For me, it's leader is not just about leading, setting a good example. I mean, leading by example, right, is something that has always been um, important for me right from the start because that's how I learned, right? I observed my dad, my mom, my grandma, my granddad, and whatever they told me, like, be like this, be like that. No, I never listened to any. I just see what my mom do, my dad do, and I just learned. So I think when I became a parent, I told myself that, okay, if I'm going to be a mom, right, and if I want my kids to behave in such a way, I have to lead by example. Of course, I think emotional intelligence is really, really important. Uh, so, you know, being empathetic, you know, and also I started to force, foster that first at home. And then, uh, yeah, so you try, uh, you try to foster that culture with your kids and have that again, you know, that open communication with them. And it's not only about I'm the parent, I have the cane, you have to listen to me. No, it always has to be a two-way thing. So they are given whatever they need, right, to be themselves and also to open up and share their thoughts and their feelings with me as well. And I just don't, I'm not like, I don't just dictate like, okay, go do this. No, I always tell them, whenever I ask you to do something or if you're supposed to do something, always ask yourself why. Like, why are you doing this? And why do you need to do this? And I think with that, you can become 
sort of like a a leader like at home and for me it's always been a collaborative one i'm not really the parent at home uh yep. and not again not like the typical traditional indian parents that i had but a more you know you know trying to be a friend but of course you know uh having said that right the respect and yeah. all that is of course a must and then in the workplace first of all i think i learn again by observing i see how my leaders are performing yep. how they are speaking how they are working and who i am today i think uh, at workplace is also a lot uh, on them because you know like i shared with you i was more of an accidental leader i joined in as an admin yep. and then i became a manager right mm. so i didn't know what was expected of me i had to observe i had to learn <laughs> and i had to make a lot of mistakes i have to learn along the way but i think asking a lot and reading a lot about the type of leader you want to be do you want you know that different types of leadership servant leadership mm. you know and, and also learning uh, mm. along the way and observing um your leaders uh, and i think that's how i think i have uh able to be like <laughs> That's incredible. Sorry if I if I answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think I think okay. it did, and I think one of the things that stands out is really that collaborative nature. And this brings me a very interesting point, right? Which is children now are in the teenage years, and I think you are have the benefit of seeing them grow through quite a few phases in their growth. So here's perhaps a trick question or a slightly more complex question, which is if I had to ask you to chart the different chapters of growth. Uh, along your parenthood journey how would you describe it and perhaps for each of the chapters what was the biggest challenge you had to face and you had to overcome well to be completely honest with you um i think the most difficult phase for me was when they were in primary school from p1 to p6 because both of my kids right they love to learn but they um, don't go to school yeah especially my girl she has a love for learning but she doesn't like going to school okay so some days she'll just tell me mom i don't want to go to school today i've got this is this subject i just want to stay home with you and spend some time and interesting and, and i'm not the lion or the tiger mom so some days i'm like okay this okay. is your choice okay. um we, we all have choices in life so today you wake up and if you decide that you don't want to go to school fine but then you know what's going to happen right you do if you don't go to school the teacher's going to call me and then I need to explain and what am I going to explain to the teacher you know and that sort of thing so i think that was my struggle a lot in their primary years but i'm quite a blessed person i did not have that much of a struggle during their early years i had my mom who just lives 5 minutes away from me and and so when i was working at that time i could just leave my kids there and then she would take care of them and then i'll run home you know and all that so i didn't really have much challenges then maybe i think now i'm actually more relaxed it's me and my husband we are back to like honeymoon years you know just like as a couple because the kids are big they don't want us to really go out with us that much but i think now one of the challenges that i'm facing is of course um for for them to really share a little bit more with me i only get this little hours with them like with my boy it's only like our nighttime chats in the couch right on the couch right but he's watching his soccer match and all that and that's when i try to ask him what like, oh okay so how was school like you know how was your friend where did you go what did you do yep, and he yep, just wants yep. to watch We've the soccer match <laughs> <laughs> right so, mommy, this is, 
Yeah, it's not the time to talk, but you know, that's the only time I get and you know how I'm going to balance that. So that is one of my challenges now. But fortunately for my girl, we have a very close relationship. Um, She's actually my shadow and whatever I go, she follows me. We have our girl stay out at once a month. So again, you know, I, I'm sorry I had to disappoint you, but I really didn't have that much of a difficult um face for me except the primary school yes when it's just about like you know spending so much time in school where they are learning and and yeah that face that's incredible and thank you for for sharing that inspiring story i think there's something that definitely not wanting to go to school is something that i think quite a few other parents listening to the podcast can can relate to but i think the way you handle it of explaining it and not just saying just because i'm your parent you should listen to me i think that really it's the nurturing approach that stands out to me this has been a really really fascinating conversation Aisha I think there's so much wisdom that you have so to sort of wrap up our time today what is one advice you have for parents in tech I think I would say this but it's not because you know it's something trending now Uh, but I would say self-care because I think as a parent we worry for our kids we want the best for our kids you know we we work really hard for our kids so that they can have you know the best times I mean that's what I do at least and it's always about the kids and I think when I'm going through that journey I, I stop to take a step back and look at myself like what do I need you know like do I need to take care of myself so I am guilty of that that I neglected myself at some point in time especially during you know maybe the past two years you know in sleep when we were growing so quickly the pandemic hit you know and all and I again like many others I had a meltdown as well but I again I was very fortunate to have the right people with me to remind me to hey Aisha you know what stop look at yourself, take care of yourself, take a break if you need to, you know, right from my managers to my family and all. The one advice is always to take care of yourself first and make sure that you're in the best of health, in the best of well-being and moods so that you can give and you can really perform, you know, at your at your best, at your optimal level. Absolutely, to care for yourself first. And I think that's golden advice, right? For parents who need to hear this. So often we want to be the best at our work, to be the best for our families, but you first have to take care of yourself so that you can care for others. Exactly. And you know, at first I thought it was being selfish when you are taking care of yourself first, um, because, you know, you just want your kids to be, you know, well, and, you know, your husband and your parents and all. And then when you fall ill, you actually become sort of like a burden, right? So then I realized that, no, it it should be the other way around. You have to take care of yourself first. Only then, you know, um, we can all be happy. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. It's such a joy talking to you today Aisha thank you so much for opening up and being so candid about it should some of our audience want to connect with you how can they best do so address so they can connect me via LinkedIn sure. and happy to connect with everyone <laughs> alright we'll include your LinkedIn profile in the show notes well thank you so much once again and we'll see you around sure thank you so much Shingen. really appreciate that <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Parents in Tech podcast with me, your host, Tsingen. We hope you were inspired on how to raise kids and build companies. To catch up on earlier episodes or stay updated with upcoming ones, head over to www.parents.fm to join our community of parents in tech. There, you can also drop me a question, idea, feedback, or suggestion. Once again, 
the website is www.parents.fm. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.